Good afternoon, everyone. This is Caleb Permrose, and welcome to Today with Caleb. My special guest with me today is someone running for the Southeast Polk School Board, Whitney Smith-McIntosh. Welcome to my podcast, Today with Caleb. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, I am a Catholic Christian, um, and I have been my entire life. Um, After that, I am a wife and mother. So I am married to R.J. McIntosh. We've been married for 10 years. Um, And I am a bio mom to my son, Gabriel. He's 17. He is a senior this year at Southeast Polk High School. Um, And I am a stepmother to Rachel, who is 21. And she graduated from Bondurant High School and is also a graduate of Iowa Central Community College. Um, and my stepson, Isaac, is a, also a graduate of Bondurant, and he is currently a student at Des Moines Area Community College. Well, awesome. Looks like you're a huge supporter on education, then, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Education is the key to everything. So. so, yeah, the reason I have you on today is that you plan on running for school board here, and the elections are coming up. Mm-hmm. So, um, what school board are you, like you said, you're running for Southeast Pole? I am. Um, What made you want to decide to run for school board? Well, um, so I have three children, like I had said before. They're all getting ready to uh, start their lives, or they have started their lives. Um, So it gives me some time to follow my own interests. One of my main interests has been being involved in civic activities. Um, I have been a volunteer for the school district well, since my son entered school, um, I would read to his class. I was a member of the PTA at Willowbrook, which was his elementary school. Um, I'm currently a band mom who <laughs> is one of those mothers who pushes heavy equipment onto the football field for every competition. Um, and so any when my son entered school, I entered school as a volunteer. Um, and I'm also... Um, following my, my civic brand um, as a board member for Islands for Life. And um, I, whatever I can do to help people, I try to do. Um, I'm an adjunct professor at Des Moines Area Community College, and I teach workforce readiness training. And I'm teaching that to adults who have decided to change their careers. Okay. And as I have learned as an adjunct, a lot of these um, adults came out of the public school system. And with them coming out of the public school system, they had some, you know, depending on where they went to school, they had some areas of of opportunity to Mm -hmm. learn a little bit more. So I figured, you know, if I can affect any change in my son's school district or any school district that I can be a part of, I might as well get off of the sidelines and get into the arena and do what I can to help. Alrighty, so you just said... Um, about one of the issues and all that that you care about, making sure that you can help with the school district, whatever you can. But what other issues do you stand for? What changes would you like to see in the school district? Tell us what, what you would like to do with, um, if you do get elected, what you want to do. So when I get elected, not if. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry about that. I meant when. Exactly. When, when, you, get re- when you get elected, what do you plan to do? Um, well, the first thing is um, people have to realize that the school board is a team. Mm-hmm. So I'm only one of seven. Um, and so I personally 
can't do anything on my own. We're going to do it as a team. Um, and I know several of the school board members, and there really isn't anything that needs to be fixed. They're doing a very good job. Um, but I do plan on coming in and bringing in a different perspective. Um, okay. I am, the podcast listeners can't see, but I am an African-American female. Um, and I'm actually a biracial African-American female. So I understand different areas of diversity that not all people on the school board have a personal experience with. So I can bring that aspect in. Um, and so I am passionate about diversity, of course, um, but diversity in, not for the sake of diversity, but for diversity for understanding the students and the parents in the school district. Um, I believe in helping special needs children. Okay. Um, my son is currently on his last year of an IEP, and um, it is quite the process to um, understand the whole IEP process and working with the AEA. Um, an IEP is an individualized education program, um, mm-hmm. or plan, I'm sorry. And it's a plan for anyone who has learning differences from the general population, Um, And it's making sure that those students are as successful as all other students in the school district. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my passions is helping um, the general public understand that students with special needs are equally as valuable as all other students and promoting the IEP um, and the AEA processes. Um, I'm also very interested in the arts in the schools. Um, My son is a band kid. Um, My stepdaughter was also a band kid. So I am highly involved in the arts. I think the arts should be offered in every school so that students not only are going to learn how to read and write and all the other basics, um, but also being able to solve problems and, and have higher functioning because of the arts that they're in. Um, because my son has been in music and can sight read since fifth grade, he does much better in um, foreign languages. So he's in Spanish, he knows Korean, <laughs> he knows a little bit of Japanese. Um, and I associate that all with the area of the brain that can process music mm-hmm. um, and other arts. So, um, and I had mentioned the basics, and I am highly interested in getting the schools back to the basics, Um, reading and writing and arithmetic um, and languages. And I think that the families and the guardians need to have the rights and responsibilities and opportunity to teach their children the morals and values that are important to their family. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that the schools should necessarily be teaching that. They can support it, but the school district should be able to focus only on educating our students so that they'll be successful in the future in their lives. Well, that's awesome. Uh, But there is one question that I do want to ask. Um, We've heard all these stories about, um, I don't know if the Southeast Pool School District has done it. I don't believe they've done it, but we've heard stories about kids being abused in the classroom because they were outrageous or stuff like that and teachers didn't know how to react Mm -hmm. to a kid with those type of special needs as you Mm -hmm. say what can what can we 
what can we do better to educate the um, teachers on those special need kids? And is and how can we show the school board members that this is an issue that needs to be a priority? So the great thing that Southeast Polk School District has already done, um, and I think it's within the last year, last summer, they started to have classes with all of the teacher with all the teaching staff on how to deal with um, high conflict kids or high conflict situations. So Southeast Polk has started that, and I'm very proud of the school district for doing so. Um, I was a member of a class that taught mental health first aid for school-age students, um, and that was, I think that was two winters ago, um, and that was put on by the Southeast Polk School District and the Area Education Association, or the AEA. So um, they've already recognized it, but they need to put it, put it into action. You know, doing training is great, and taking classes is great, and getting the um, public bought in is excellent. Um, putting it into practice is going to be necessary, and the school year has just started. We are in mm-hmm. October right now. So um, I believe that they will start to put it into practice. Um, they are teaching a third of the, of the teaching staff at a time, um, and so the first third is taken care of. So, you know, it's going to take about three years for all of the staff to be fully educated. Um, so they just need to keep going with that. And then also, um, there are wraparound teachers and, and special teachers who are assigned to either one-on-one or two-on-one, um, and our special education teachers have special training for that as well. I believe that we need more special education teachers or one-on-one wraparound teachers or teaching assistants, mm-hmm. um, because if you have one child with needs, you can't necessarily have two teachers in a classroom who are in charge of taking care of everybody. You need to have one teacher with one student who needs extra help. So, you know, I just, I think more adi- more staffing, um, which everybody needs is more staffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how are we going to pay for that? But there's ways to take care of that. Um, but, you know, additional staffing and, and training and education of our teachers. And and all of the staff, not just the teachers in the school. So, you know, there's there's other um, associates and ancillary staff along the way, bus drivers, um, um, cafeteria workers, all of them need the training. Well, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> oh, no, that that's, perf- that's a perfect question, and um, great answers to that question. Thank you. So... That's all the questions um, that I had for you. If there's well, anything something else I didn't mention when I was going over um, my background okay. is I also I have a degree in psychology, a bachelor's degree. Okay. I have a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology. Okay. And I'm currently working on my PhD for industrial and organizational psychology with an emphasis on workplace therapy and trauma. Okay. So, um, and that goes along with. Um, the employees in a workplace need to be taken care of as much as the clients or the students in a workplace. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe that 
not that teachers need therapy, but I believe that teachers need to be taken care of and, and uh, mm-hmm. their mental health is just as important as exactly. the mental health of the students. So that's one of my focuses. And dealing with trauma, whether it's having a student who, you know, had a bad day or, you know, a classroom that had to be evacuated because one student is having an issue, um, having someone in the schools or in the AEA who has that trauma training is hugely beneficial. So, and I'm also a military veteran. Okay. So I was in the Army. I'm a proud veteran of... Um, four years in the military. So. Well, thank you for your service. Oh, no problem. It was a great time. I <laughs> highly enjoyed it. I think everybody should do some sort of civic service. Well, before we end the podcast, is there anything else you'd like to add? or? Well, voting is November the 5th. Yeah. Um, and so um, whatever school district you're in, whatever precinct you're in, learn about your candidates and get out there and vote. Because it's not just school district members, but it's also um, city council members and, I think, mayoral elections. So get out there and do your duty and elect some people. Alrighty. Well, before we go, I'm going to do just three quick rapid-fire questions. Okay. These are just single, single answers. You don't have to think about them. I'm not <laughs> going to cause any controversy with these answers. So, okay. um, Favorite good. food? Oh, goodness. Um, spaghetti. My mom's Sicilian, so anything Italian. There we go. <laughs> um, favorite color? Red. And if you could go out into the world and do one thing, what would you do? Um, I would make people love life and children and value the um, human life. Alrighty, well, thank you very much, Whitney, for joining me today. Thank you. And like Whitney said, don't forget to go out and vote in the elections because it's very important that um, you do your civic duty because your voices are heard by doing this. And I hope everyone has a great day. May God bless you. May God bless Iowa. And may God bless the United States of America.